Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Thrilled to be back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, college bowl season is done. We'll talk a little more about it with Adam Morgan, Phillies pitcher and Alabama alum in the second segment. He's probably still cheering the, the victory that they had. What do you think? It was an incredible ending to the game. Yeah, you were bored and early in the game. I was bored. I, I, I did, uh, Look, I'm a Big Ten guy, so it's hard for me to get into an all-SEC final. Did you stay awake? I did stay awake, but but the end of the game was, was just nuts. And it's funny because when we talked to Adam last time, we were joking about you know that he's got eligibility we're, we're gonna go get into him yeah, as our so. kicker i believe me i'm asking him if he still wants to be not the, our the, kicker the team's, their kicker no no but i'm still gonna ask him if he's available because alabama's have nine top five recruiting classes in the last nine years and they still haven't uh-huh. found a kicker so we'll get to that we'll talk a little more we're down to the final eight in the nfl playoffs this time tomorrow the eagles and falcons will be playing uh, we'll get into that. Sixers lost in London. London Flyers been playing a little better. And Jeff, we've got uh, teams challenging names, so I'm going to call on your legal degree. Where do you want to start this week? Uh, let's start with the NFL. All right. Yeah. Did you watch games last week? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your initial take on what you saw last week in the NFL? Which which game? Uh, let's go with Jacksonville first. Yeah. What did you think of? Blake it was Bulls? awful. It it look. <laughs> I, I love the fact that I just got you off an airplane and you're like crabby. Yeah, I've been I've been up since two. And the o'clock first thing I ask you about here. is the Blake Bortles yeah. led Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you take the floor, and, and I just popped right up. Go for it. <laughs> what a bad football game that was. Blake Bortles was everything that everybody has always thought of him. He he had more yards rushing, and he's not a rushing quarterback. And he did passing. Then he did passing. He he was missing wide open four yard ins. It I mean, sounded it was terrible. like Tony Romo wanted to yell at him while doing the broadcast. He was like getting insulted as a quarterback, watching how bad Bortles was missing it's, it's, some it's of not, the throws. It's embarrassing. But I was looking on Twitter afterwards, and, and there were people that were from Jacksonville that were talking about how Blake Bortles was. I swear, a stud because. All that matters is he led them to a victory. No, he all he did was not prevent them from losing. He was awful. They could have direct snapped Leonard Fournette and done better. Speaking of that, he ran for more yards than Leonard Fournette yes. and LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw that coming, right? So the combined 13 points were the fewest ever in an NFL wildcard game, beating the Eagles and the Niners 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. It was a boring game. And Tyrod Taylor almost got taken out at the end of the game. That well, was an ugly Well, he took a couple hit. hits in the beginning of the game on his head, and then at the end of the game he took another shot. And it was it's just not good. Some of these injuries are just scary. It, it definitely was scary. Mm-hmm. Brett, are you back there? We need to call on your Kansas yes. City mushness. What happened? How did you mush another football team? We were up by 21. I understand that. And then, I, I love how you say we. <laughs> and for me. this year, it's we until he finds another team next yeah. year to mush. Nah, I'm, sick, I'm sticking with the Chiefs. Look, yeah. if I'm a team, I'm a- I'm interviewing you before I let you root for me at this point. Well, the good news is Alex Smith will likely not be the quarterback there next year. Mahomes is going to be the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, the, Alex Smith will get traded probably to the Jets. If it's not broken, why fix it? <laughs> well, um, are you playing this weekend? Uh, let me check my schedule. It's no. broken. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, look, Andy Reid has now blown two 18-point halftime leads in the playoffs. Horrendous. Um, 
He, Andy Reid won their first playoff game 5,117 days ago since they won yeah. a playoff game. Titans. Yeah, they haven't won a playoff game in like who came, five years. Who came up with that? Somebody sat there and counted the days. Yeah, who who did that? I don't know. Did you did you figure that out? I got, or did come that come on. from I our statistician? I can't add two plus two. So you're telling me that came from the statistician? No, it didn't come from oh, the statistician. Okay. Right. I mean, I found it someplace. Oh, okay. But I didn't add it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? And of the, by the way, they they lost to the Titans, and the Titans are another. I mean, those were four really bad teams between Jacksonville and Buffalo. And then Kansas City and the Titans, the Titans were terrible. The Falcons won out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the Rams complained that they don't have a home field advantage. Are <laughs> Whose you, fault is that? Are you playing the... Yeah, I, mean, I thought of you instantly because you've been uh, complaining about the lack of fandom for the L.A. teams yeah. all year. And the minute I saw the, the owner complain, I was like, oh, Jeff's going to have something to say so, about so, that. So let me get this straight, just so I'm clear. You pick up the team and move them from St. Louis, where you have a fan base, and you move them to L.A. into a stadium that holds about 100,000 people and you have no fan base. And, and then you complain because you don't have enough fans to fill the seats. Sounds like you've got it. Okay. Uh, Falcons won the game. They are coming to Philadelphia this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans, what do you think of that game? I think New Orleans played really well. I think Cam Newton did not play well again. Another concussion-related headline about should he have been examined? Did he get poked uh, in the eye? So, so I so I just flew back from South Carolina this morning, and so I asked people while I was down there uh, about the Panthers and what they thought. And it, it is I expected people to be like up here and say, "Well, you know what? He should have been taken out of the game and should have been inspected." And down there, they go, "No, no, he had something in his eye." Come on, really? He he got hit. He started to walk to the sideline and fell to his knees on his own. What does that tell you? He should have been taken into the locker room according to NFL protocol. Right. I mean, look, I'm not the doctor on the field. I only know what I saw. How many times does this have to happen? I mean, apparently more. Well, so why don't they make this more subjective in that if you take a, a visible headshot that there is a somebody up in a booth that hits a buzzer to the ref out of the game immediately. I thought that's the way it was. No, now. I thought they're supposed to buzz down, and there's an independent. No, person I'm saying in the locker room I'm saying is as soon as there's there's a shot to the head. Well, we'll see. Uh, you know, new- of course, then people would be skeptical and say, well, then a defensive guy is just going to kind of take a shot to the head. Well, the defensive guy's got to go out for the play too. Cam now has all off season to recover, and the Saints will play the Vikings this week. We'll get to that shortly. That'll probably be the best game of the. The, the weekend, and that's the the ticket that uh, costs the most right now, uh, tied with Philly, 150 a, a ticket uh, in even, the market. Even though you got to go to Minnesota, and it'll be like minus 30 outside. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota. So it, the, you know, on Sunday you have the second and third ranked total offenses in the Saints and Steelers playing the first and second ranked defenses in the Vikings and Jaguars. Mm-hmm. What do you expect to see out of those games? Defensive struggles. The offense is going to take it. No, well, first of all, uh, I th- I think the Saints will get bogged down. I think everybody's caught up that now this is a balanced offense. Well, that's a really balanced defense that Minnesota has. So I think that game will probably be in the low twenties, um, and that's where Minnesota may have a problem because I don't know if they can get twenty. I know Case Keenum has been good this year, but he's Case Keenum. Do you know Case Keenum put up nine touchdowns when he was at Houston? 
Like, he was a legit college quarterback, right. and he's been playing well all season. Is he the well, wait, wait. quarterback it, that can it, take you quarterbacks yes, in that system at Houston? Yeah. I get it. I get it. But for the the backup doubters in Case Keenum, mm-hmm. you know, their, their wide receivers have played better. Is, I, I'm picking the Saints. Is Jeff Fisher the worst coach in the last 20 years? One of them. Be- because there's two guys playing this weekend who who couldn't make the roster last or this year with Los Angeles last year and the other guy was the guy they drafted who was awful and now has turned into a quasi MVP well and that's you know he wants to take credit for it but I mean that's what you have this year with the with the quarterbacks in the NFL but that's why I'm kind of conflicted with the Eagles we'll get to that in a Mm -hmm. second in terms of the role of the quarterback and what it is. And so you go to Minnesota and you're like, well, the quarterback's not that big of a deal because they have that defense. But then you right. look at the Eagles and it's everything runs through the quarterback. Can the defense do it? So there's kind of a different analysis there. Well, there's a different analysis because they're different defenses too. Okay. So let's, so New Orleans, Minnesota, mm-hmm. let's get that one out of the way. In Minnesota, you think that Minnesota is going to take this, the home field advantage? I think it's going to be close. I think that's going to be a really good game. A offensive struggle? Mm, no, I think I think I think that you're going to have a balanced game. I think they're going to have a decent amount of punting back and forth and field position. I think they'll the Saints will probably break a play or two, um, and Minnesota's going to have to match them. But Minnesota is likely going to have to just drive down the field. Imagine how much better they would be if they had Dalvin Cook this year. Oh, without a doubt, Case yeah. Keenum's the only quarterback playing this weekend that's never played a playoff game. For what it's worth, Drew B. For, for what it's worth, Blake Bortles looks like he every week looks like he's never played a playoff game. <laughs> Look, we both picked Jacksonville last week. It turned out that's because it, it was the Bills. It was painful. It, so, to watch, so all week I have I have watched as people have been bending over backwards to make it seem like Jacksonville, because they beat them earlier in the year, are going to be able to do it again. It's not happening. No chance. Unless Ben Roethlisberger decides to retire in the middle of the game as opposed to last the last <laughs> game where he started whining after the game. You got Le'Veon Bell who's complaining way too much about his salary for you next year. You don't need year. the distraction right now. I don't understand no, the timing he, of that. He's not a good teammate. He's never been a good teammate. This has been a constant problem of his is always saying things at the wrong time. That's why you have an agent. The agent could be the bad guy. Let the agent go out and say stuff. Why don't you just worry the, about the game? You'd be the bad guy, Jeff. Sure, I'll be his agent. Go be the bad guy. Uh-huh. Well, he went to Michigan State. I don't want him. <laughs> you don't want him, right? No. You won't um, go there. Yeah, but but they have too good a team, and their receiver, Ben Roethlisberger, probably has more weapons than he has ever had in that offense. They, they are scary in terms of the weapons that they have. So you got the Vikings. I'm going with the Saints. We're both taking the Steelers in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saturday games, Titans at the Patriots. It's a 14-point line. Blowout. You don't think Titans have a chance there? No. I don't either. I, I think that the Patriots are, are coming together. I, I actually saw a video. Bill Belichick amazes me. Uh, there was a video before the 2004 Super Bowl of him talking to his team like the day before, the night before the Eagles played them. And I guess Philly had released like this, the parade itinerary for if they oh, won. Really? And he read it to his team as motivation. He's like, you know, they'll be on double-decker buses if you're interested. And he just used it as a motivational well, tool. Well, I, I assume that the Titans don't have a parade route planned out. I would guess not. Yeah. Actually, we'll give a plug for ESPN. They have the two bills coming up as the next 30 for 30. I uh, can't wait to see if Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells sitting down together 
that's an interesting story in coaching tree right there to see Mm -hmm. told. Um, So we're both taking the Patriots. Let's move to the Falcons at the Eagles. All right. Jeff, tell me what I'm going to see from your perspective tomorrow night. (laughs) Don't giggle at me. Tomorrow afternoon. Well, it'll be dark. Uh, first, first of all, you're going to see Napoleon Dynamite, a quarterback, with that <laughs> oh, with that deer in the. You know, so the, here's the other line this week is is that Nick me. Nick Foles they're going to unleash him. That's all I hear nationally is the story is they're unleashing Nick Foles. It's funny because all I hear nationally is that the Eagles don't have a shot. Right, they but, shouldn't even play the game. It's over already. See, I think that's over. They're not the team that they were. That's all I keep hearing. I think that the Eagles can keep it close, especially with the weather. So right now it's 60 degrees outside. Okay, it's misty. Supposedly, starting at like 9 a.m. tomorrow, it's supposed to just dive down so that by 4.30 it's going to be 30 degrees with 17 to 20 mile per hour winds. That would be the Eagles' best case scenario. Assuming they run the ball. Well, okay. So if, if Look, I watched Brett's Chiefs last week forget that they have one of the top running backs in the league because Andy Reid forgets that he has a running back in big games. I don't want to see Doug do the same thing. I, well, th- see, and, and this, is, this is an overreaction on my part, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. If Doug Peterson does not just hand the ball to Jay Ajayi 25 to 30 times, he should be fired. Because especially with this weather. So you have Foles, who has no confidence in his throwing and isn't particularly good. No, no, he has more confidence this week. I know. He's found it in the off week. Great. (laughs) He's more confident. I'm I'm rolling my eyes. It actually is hurting my head. So, but but Jay Ajay, isn't this why they got him? Well, look, there's one running back in the last two years who's rushed for 110 yards or more against the Atlanta Falcons. That'd be Jay Ajayi when he was playing for the Dolphins last year. Okay. So... I mean, I would think that that's what you need to do. You need to hand the ball off, make him your prime running back, and ram the ball down their throats. The best case scenario is the weather turns out as bad as it's going to be, which is good for the the fans to watch and bad for them to sit in. Look, they've been terrible the last few games since Wentz went out, uh, converting on third down, getting into the red zone. That's part of what made the defense so good and dominant is extended drives for the offense – that kept the defense fresh. Is there any question now that Wentz is the MVP of the league? Well, not, not in my mind, but I think it shows you the difference in the team and how it performs when you take the one guy out. Right. I mean, I mean, I to me, he was the MVP all season. I don't know if he'll actually get the award. I would be surprised if they give it to somebody who didn't play the last couple games of the season. No, but but if if you go by the you know, there's always the argument about what the MVP means. Most valuable player. You take him out of the game, and look what happened. I mean, Look, I was at the Raiders game. They, even though they won that game, they were hard, they were bad. So if you're the Eagles and you win the coin toss, do you take the ball? Because I think it's really important that they get up early. No. Well, first of all, w- what happens if you defer? Then, then you get the choice of which side of the field you want. Keep that in mind. So you'd go based on the so, wind and. Isn't wasn't that one of Andy Reid's like big things? Yes. Is the direction of the wind? So yes. I, I feel bad actually saying this, but if it's seventeen to twenty mile per hour winds, I think that means something, and I think the defense is going to have to set the the precedent for how they're going to play. It's not going to be the offense. If you think that on offense, Foles is going to come out and just start slinging it, that's that better not happen. Look, in their last six games, Atlanta's defense has only given up 16.3 points per game. So that's a, against the Rams, Panthers, Vikings, Saints, and Tampa Bay. 
Like those aren't scrub teams. Five of those six games are were, were against playoff teams. You're not going to come out and throw the ball all over them. Their strength is at their their defensive backs. They're they're pretty locked down in terms of what they have. So I, I again I think it's going to come back down to the running game. Can they open up holes and and make it a possibility to hold the ball and have drives that that keep your offense on the field? They better run the ball. You just can't you can't say it enough. This, this is not a situation where you can play around and play even past dink and dunk. You you have got the run has to be the primary objective here, and it keeps them off the field. Because I'll tell you something, the what what worries me about the Falcons is the Falcons look like one of these NBA teams from from the last few years that just kind of walk through the the regular season and they got to the last game and all of a sudden they switched it on. All the remember last week we were talking when we were talking about that game. We were talking about how they have all the pieces, but they didn't they put are them the together most... last week. The Rams gave them the start of that game. They gave they them beat a, they beat a really good Rams. Matt team. Ryan still put up just over two hundred points, and their offense did not click with the weapons that they have. The Rams were playing catch up from the way they started that game. So, I, if there's actually any encouragement, it's that the the Falcons offense didn't. Go off. I still don't have faith in Steve Sarkeesian as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's not Kyle Shanahan. No. I think for the Eagles' defense, they have to attack the offensive line. They've got two backup guards playing in in their interior there. They're going to have to go after them and really put pressure on them to try and get them to make. They the better not over. Away. Remember, they have two good running backs, and they better not over pursue though. I mean, you can't. You cannot be too aggressive because otherwise, you have Devontae Freedom and you have Coleman. And they can burn you, too. You can't be too aggressive. And Matt Ryan is has one of the best percentages against the Blitz in the league. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be, re- he's got a short to be judicious about how you do it, whether it's more of a mush rush coming off the middle with, with people occasionally coming off the edge, what they're going to do. Matt Ryan's 3-3 three and three in his career against the Eagles, but only 1-3 and three at Lincoln Financial Field. You know he's he's playing basically at home. He mm-hmm. you know he grew up here, went to school here. Um, over under on the amount of times we hear Rocky references on the national broadcast. I don't. The underdog team is is there actually an over under? What for the game? I mean, did Vegas actually make an over under, or is this, oh, this your own? No, it's just I'm asking. You. Oh, okay. No, I, the over under Rocky the references. Game, there's got to be at least five. Oh, I, there's going to be a ton. Only yeah. 23% of the public and the betting is taking the Eagles this weekend. Do we know who the announcers are for this game yet? It's on NBC, so that'll be Al Michaels doing the the call for the game. Oh, okay. You were so excited when I told you that he was calling a game in L.A. last week. <laughs> that just listen to Merrill and Mike. Turn it, turn, turn, turn it on and listen to them, uh, and, and you'll be fine. The Eagles are using the fact that they're underdogs as motivation. They've put it all around the facility that they're underdogs this week. For historical context, since the NFL started awarding playoff games to teams based on record in 1975, the Eagles are the first team to play their first playoff game at home as an underdog. Does that mean anything to you? Nope. Can you play that emotion? No, because we've been wronged, and you know Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. These are athletes. They they are already as fine tuned as they can be. They work as hard as you can't work harder than the hardest you can work. I find it hard to believe. You're gonna have to repeat that to me during the break. I don't think I. I, that I up. just I just don't believe that there's mo- you you're either motivated or you're not. I don't think that there's extra motivation. The the once once you've decided that you want to accomplish something, if you're if you're an athlete, a high level athlete, there's not much more you can do. You know what you I'm motivated You can put all for? that stuff on the board, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm motivated to see your pick for this week be wrong because you're going with the Falcons. 
I'm not happy I'm going with them, but I'm supposed to pick honestly. So if I'm, if I'm, so do you think it's a close game that the Falcons pull out? Do you think that they win big? Because I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles pull it out 23-20. I think the defense has a turnover or two. I, I, I think that's what needs to happen for them to win the game. Otherwise, they don't. Before I knew the weather, I thought it was going to be like 27-17. I think it might be lower than that if if it, if this prediction for weather is going to happen. I think this game's going to be a mess because if if the wind is that bad, nobody's completing a pass. You'll be watching from the warmth of your home. Absolutely. I'm, I am kind of excited. My son was born the day before Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. It's a four o'clock game, and I'll be able to watch the game with him. So that's pretty cool. I get to watch my first Eagles playoff game with him. He'll be in his Eagles gear. He probably will just want to play with everything else and not watch the game. <laughs> that's okay. At least in my right. mind, I'm sitting there with him. Uh-huh. So that'll be enjoyable. Yeah, least. you can sing Fly Eagles Fly. Uh, we will. I'll mm-hmm. teach him it. I mean, he doesn't quite have it down yet. He's having a hard time with Dada still. So we'll get the, the fight song coming soon. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, stick with us. We're going to head to break. When we come back, we're going to break down the college football championship. Be joined by Adam Morgan as he celebrates his Crimson Tide victory. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. Okay, Jeff, if I told you that you could have $100 million to change your career to coach a team, (laughs) would you do it? John Gruden's getting $100 million over 10 years. By the team that traded him. Right? How, he how was many asked times? in the press conference if he has a no-trade clause. Actually, I and think what did he tra- say? He said yes, but I couldn't tell whether they were serious because it was Charles Woodson who was in the back. Like They had a bunch of old players in the back of the press conference mm-hmm. that were there to support him. So it was Charles Woodson who asked, like, do you have a no-trade clause? And it was then where he said, like, I, I'm not getting ownership, and I do, but I couldn't tell whether he was serious. They didn't really go into details of the contract. John Gruden was hired again 20 years after they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they traded him. How many times in the history of the NFL has a coach been traded? You can count it on one hand. He got traded away and the team made the Super Bowl right after they traded him. Yes. And then lost to his team. Yes. Derek Carr was like six or seven. He was playing youth football when the Raiders got rid of John Gruden last time. Yeah, well, Derek Carr needs a time machine to go back two years to see whether to the or not way he can get his... Yeah. He was playing. Do you like the hiring? No. You don't, because you think he's. I think he's not. overrated. I mean, we went through his we went through his statistics last year last week about his record. 
he he moved, he had a couple good years in in uh, I think they were in Los Angeles at the time, weren't they? I'm not sure, but they might have been. I'm not sure because um, they move around I'm just so let much. Let you flounder for a yeah, little bit and sure. not answer. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and, and then he got traded by Al Davis to Tampa Bay. He took that team to the Super Bowl, and then they went progressively backwards. He had a couple more good years, and then he got fired. It so, looks like they're going to be investigated for violating the Rooney Rule too. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, I mean, the, the, you were talking about, they were talking about it right away while they still had a coach. So what makes you think that they interviewed anybody else before they brought Gruden in? Uh, the Bears have hired Andy Reid's offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy. Brett, are you disappointed back there? You're going to have to find a new offensive coordinator? Yes. Boy, that was a dynamite he look, he drop looks in so there. Sad. Andy Reid has the biggest coaching tree, though. He currently has seven coaches in the NFL right now. Good ones. I didn't even know that. Good uh, ones. Yeah, John Harbaugh, Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson, Todd Bull, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy. That doesn't even count. Like, you had Leslie Frazier. You, there have been other coaches that, that he has had. So his tree has, has proven to be prolific. Other than so Harbaugh, so they Gruden, haven't really So won, Gruden though. doesn't count because Gruden was part of the Green Bay staff? Is that so? He's not part of he's yeah. not part of Andy Reid's tree. He's part well, of the Green he, Bay tree. Well, he was Holmgren. on Ray Rhodes' staff here when he was in Philly, but he was in the Hol- Holmgren tree. But he wasn't on Andy's staff here in Philly. Okay, uh, Andy Andy didn't bring him in. He was he was the offensive coordinator under Ray Rhodes, where they they thought about making him the the head coach then, at the time. Um, Matt Nagy, do you like the hiring for him with Chicago young I, quarterback? I, I know nothing about him. No, uh, I'm just being honest. I don't know anything. Do you know anything about Matt so, Nagy as an offensive coordinator? So you had a week. You didn't research a little bit about it. About I mean, what? I mean, there's not. He's the offensive. I mean, we do a sports show on the radio. You'd like to think you know what the heck Ma- you're talking Ma- about. Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator for a team where Andy Reid admittedly calls the plays, and they took it away from towards the end of the season, yeah, and they the, got worse Nagy, worse Nagy anyway. Actually, uh, I respect it. He went to the press conference. He owned up to it. He said, "I got away from what we did, and I'm going to learn from it." I admire coaches who are at least honest, even if I think they sound like fools when they're doing it. I mean, I thought Doug sounded like an idiot when they said that he wasn't making the calls on the, right before <laughs> he left when they lost in the playoffs. It's just a problem that KC offensive coordinators have. Yeah, I mean, it's the Bears. Who cares? The Bears. Well, the guys coming after us care. He's a Bears fan. So Again, I don't care. You, you're not, a, you're not <laughs> no, into the Bears. It's no. okay. All right. Uh, the Eagles denied the Texans the opportunity to talk to Joe Douglas. Thank God. So, I, I told you a few weeks ago. So was it for the same position? I don't know. I don't I th- care. I thought the deal was is that you could not prevent somebody who was going for a better position than they already had. I don't know. You I could don't only care. Prevent I want them, them to create positions to keep him here. I, I believe that he's a big part. That's of, called bad faith. I have bad faith <laughs> at this point. Um, can I? If, is it bad faith if you're upfront about it? <laughs> I, look, That's even worse. I think that they're not going to take it away from Howie, but I think that having Joe Douglas here is extremely important. Some of the players that they brought in would not be here without him. I mean, Timmy Jernigan. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you look at some of the players that are. Why do you say that they wouldn't be here because if he wasn't here? Because I think Joe Douglas knows players in a way that not many other people do. He comes from Baltimore. I really like the pedigree down there. What they had done with the Ozzie Newsom tree, sort mm-hmm. of learning from that organization, the way you build a team, the types of players and personalities you need. Instead of going for the huge names, they go for the character players. So you know, can the, we get Chris Longs that they bring in? So can they get Justin Tucker next year? I don't think he's right. going anywhere. Uh, but look, our our kicker, as long as they're from distance, Elliot does fine. No, I'll, I'll take the, Justin Tucker over anybody it's in the, the league. It's the extra points that give him problems. Small problem. Small problem. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So that's our NFL talk. More coaching news to come. Let's get to the college football championship. How many jobs are still available? We know when the Giants job is available, and, and everybody's been linked to that. Schwartz is hoping to get it. Who do you want to um, see get that? Schwartz missed the interview. They didn't do it. Yeah. I think they're going to hire Matt Patricia from New England. That's what I heard this morning. Yeah, I think they're going to go with Patricia. I think yeah. that their like, fantasy is to get Belichick away from New England with all the talk up there, but I, I don't see how they let him go anywhere. Why would he leave there? Really? Look, it's a long time in one place. I mean, that's a long... It's a long, successful time in one place. He's a legend there. He is, but... You know, sometimes there's the search for more. I mean, I, why I, did I mean, Saban leave and go back? Because he wanted more. You know, they want that challenge. Well, no, sa- sa- yeah. Sa- well, Saban went to the NFL. He went to the Dolphins. Yeah, and, and then he went, it, back. And went back. Right. But, 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 but Belichick isn't going to something higher up. He's already in the NFL. It's maybe different he wants than a new Saban. challenge. And he was on the Giants staff with Parcells. That This is true. Right. Look, I, I, I think that... But I think you're right. I think Patricia is probably the guy. Yeah, he doesn't. That, he doesn't exactly look like a head coach with the with the scraggly beard and stuff. But how do you, uh, there's still the Indianapolis job out there? Well, nobody wants it because nobody knows what's going on with it. you. Got Andrew you Luck, who turned, who's decided who they looked at. They looked at the former Temple coach, Matt Rule, who's in Baylor now, who mm-hmm. decided he's going to stay at Baylor rather than go to Indianapolis. What does that tell you? It, it tells me Baylor is a bad situation. That's what it tells <laughs> They're me. They're a bad situation. It, I mean, really, I don't know why he took that job after that. That is a mess down there. That may take a decade to clean that up. It could, it could. All right, let's. We'll yeah. go more into coaches in a little bit. Uh, w- did you watch the championship game? You you watched the first half. We were texting with each other. Uh, did you expect what was coming in the second half? No, I actually thought that Georgia was just going to blow them out. Have you heard and some of the different calls for how the game was won in overtime? No, I just wa- I listened to one. So <laughs> you listened to the the main call. Yeah. I actually watch the coaches' room. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever watched their mega cast? That yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the insight of the coaches. I just I feel like I learned so much watching the game from them. So I enjoyed that. But here are the game-winning calls. First from Georgia, mm-hmm. and then from Alabama. As we have wait for Adam to join us, is calling him. Touchdown! Alabama has won it. Poor Georgia. The Crimson Tide. Sweet jubilation for them as the dogs are heartbroken. Here's Tua stepping back. And this up. is Alabama. This is the Alabama call. Touchdown. Touchdown! Alabama! Devontae Smith! Touchdown! Alabama! Alabama is back as the champion of college football! How For the fifth that? time in like a decade. So we are joined on the air now by uh-huh. Adam Morgan. How's that for an intro for you? <laughs> I love it. I you, love it. All right. We're, we're so gonna, wh- wh- which broadcast were you listening to? Were you listening to the, the local? Um, or were well, you there? Lucky enough. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be there. Oh, so tell us what the atmosphere was like there because it looked amazing. It seemed like there were a lot of Georgia fans in the building, though. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. It was uh, – I'd like to think that it was once-in-a-lifetime kind of uh, atmosphere, but – it, there was. I think we were outnumbered probably 70 to 30, Can, um, Georgia to Alabama fans. So you go into halftime down 13 nothing. You feeling like it's going to be your team's day. You've, you've already missed a field goal. You're probably questioning whether you still have that eligibility. Last time we were on, you were telling us that, <laughs> that you'd be ready to be the kicker. It looks like they could still use you nine years of top five recruit, recruiting classes. 
What's going on? You guys can't get a kicker? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, that that's just, you know, I, you can't even, I, I don't even know what I would be doing in, in a certain situation like that. But I'd be you know, hiding was, under the uh, bench. Well, you know, Ad, Ad, it was, Adam, I was actually was getting crazy. text messages and emails from people who had heard you or the last time they were on the show during the game <laughs> saying, Morgan really needs to get down there for the game. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I, I'm glad that I'm glad they pulled it off, and it, it was just, you know, that that when they, when he missed it in the, at the end of regulation, it was it was heartbreaking. But to see them come right back from it, uh, you know, right back from that missed field goal and and score and score a touchdown, you know, on a passing play was huge. That was an unbelievable ending. What do you think of the first of all, Saban making the change to the freshman at, at the half? You know, he, he comes out, he struggles a little bit, throws the interception, sticks with him. It, I, I enjoyed the one shot they had of, of to a, sort of putting his arm around Saban, saying, like, I, I got this, I'll be okay, sticks with him. They, they end up going to overtime, and he drops a dime from 40-plus yards out to walk it off for you. I mean, does it get better than that? No, it doesn't, you know, especially right after the play, uh, the play before. But, you know, I, uh, I didn't get to watch – you know, I haven't I haven't recorded, but I haven't got to watch it just yet. But um, I know Saban after the game said that you know Tua probably wouldn't have been able to make that pass if I would have got a hold of him the play before. So, <laughs> yeah, well that was, was the, uh, that was, was the awful. thing. He got sacked on the play before, and you come back mm-hmm. and show that poise. You know, you're in overtime. There isn't any more pressure. I mean, you're an athlete. You you've been in those pressure situations. What's it like in that situation there, where where you got you got to make it happen. You got to make a play. Well, you know, I, I feel like as an athlete, you just you, you fall into your training. Basically, you you just let you know habit take over. You know, you've you've done it a, a bunch of times in practice, and in his case, he's done it against a, a great defense in practice. So, really, it's just trusting yourself and letting it go. And and he had no problem doing that before either. I mean, he was letting those passes fly, which was uh, exciting to watch. So, so Adam, before you came on, we, we were talking about athletes and, and bulletin board material. And, and, I, and I've said to Jason that athletes, that bulletin board material doesn't mean much. Do you, do you think that it does mean much? Because to me, if an athlete is, is, is already on top of their game, they're already motivated enough. How do you motivate them more? Uh, you know, that, that question is, is a good one because that's a lot of a lot of times I get that question about Alabama in general. You know, they've they've won it so many times. They've, now they've won what fourteen national titles. I mean, you're just don't like, rub it in. What, what more? <laughs> Jason went to Rutgers. What more could they want? How, how do they keep? How do they keep getting back there and and keep keep the hunger? Um, you know, I think Saban's done a good job, and I think that you know the recruiting. Um, the recruiting is huge, and it's kind of it showed. I mean, every recruit that comes in there is a is a stud quarterback, you know, receiver, DN. You know, there there's five stars all over the place. I mean, those three except kickers that <laughs> they're just holding well, the spot open for Adam. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those it was it was crazy that those the three freshmen that stood out. You know, the two other quarterback and Harris, the running back. And Devontae Smith, who caught that last pass, they were all the the team leaders, you know, in passing, rushing, and receiving. So that just goes to show that, you know, the recruiting that comes in there, 
And and the hunger that those freshmen have, they're like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to get a national championship. We're going to do this. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like our time to shine because when he came in in the second half, I looked at my dad and I said, well, you know, the good thing is is that he's getting reps in a big high-pressure situation. And then for, for him to do what he did was just outstanding. Do you think he was going to leave him in the whole second half or just try and give him the experience, get a little spark, and then all of a sudden things go, and, and next thing you know, you, you guys are, are in a little shootout there at the end? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. See, for me, second half starts, I would have left Jalen Hurts in, you know, and give him, given him one more shot, but uh, it was kind of like, let's see what Tua can do, and if he if he doesn't get a drive going, then we'll go back to Jalen, but you know, he, he got the ball and never looked back. So, so I, I think that it was just trying to get something going. Were you were you with your dad at the game? Oh yeah, that was uh, his birthday Monday. So so is he, um, but he's yeah, from Georgia, right? Played ball. Is he from Georgia? Well, no, he's from Florida. Oh, he's okay. from Florida, and um, but we've lived in Georgia since I was a little little kid. So who but, is he uh, rooting for? Alabama. He he played baseball at Alabama. Okay. Oh, okay. I, that was a big reason why I went there. So. To surprise him with tickets, you know, it was uh, it was a special moment. Telling him like, "Hey, happy birthday! We're going to a national championship." Those are the stories that I love and that we talk about. And I love that an athlete did that with his dad too. It's like, you know, those are the things that it doesn't matter what your profession or, or what it is. There's still that that family thing that you can do around sports. That everybody's kind of the same. People of all walks of life surprise their parents. So good on you, Adam. That's got to be a good time going to the game with him. Experience you guys won't forget. <laughs> Thank you. It was. It, it was. And, you know, after that pass, I don't think that we've given each other, you know, a tighter hug than we had right then and there. <laughs> what but, an experience. Um, it was, so it did was he have awesome. to hold you back from running on the field to celebrate there? <laughs> uh, he did. He did. I was. I, I wanted to go closer and get a picture of the confetti and everything. And, you know, there were so many people there. And we actually had pretty good seats in the Alabama end zone, which – that that was the Alabama section. That was it. Everything else was Georgia. So after the game, everybody was coming to that Alabama section, and I said, "Hey, let's get down there before the before the crowd gets here." And he goes, "No, let's go, let's go." <laughs> like he tried, he just wanted to beat the crowd. But um, no, it it was good. It it was it was special, and you know, we got there early and got a couple things from the, the gift shop, and you know, he was just like couldn't couldn't be more appreciative of it. So I was excited and happy. So 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 now I was just down south and they were talking about that normally in the off season Alabama has the signing period and then there's really nothing until the season starts but you now have a real co- quarterback controversy huh Oh yeah and that's that's something that you know the couple of guys that I work out with have we've been debating that for you know ever since Monday just you know how do you how do you you know, how does Tua beat Jalen Hurts when Jalen Hurts is now 26-2? and two? How do you not put Tua, or I mean put Jalen Hurts back in there or anything like that? You know, all the radio broadcasters were saying that, you know, well, Tua's going to be the starter, Tua's going to be the starter. And when you look at the body of work that Jalen Hurts has put in, I mean, that's a tough decision. I think he only had one interception all season, Jalen Hurts. It, yeah, it shows yeah. you the guts, though, of Saban to make that move. I mean, the second guessing that would have happened from the Alabama fandom, Adam probably leading the charge on that if it didn't work out well for you all. 
Yeah, that that was a that was a gutsy call. I mean, you know, that's I guess that's what makes saving saving. I mean, a lot of the guys were like, they, a lot of it in the section was like, this is unbelievable. I couldn't, I, I can't understand it. But then once he started driving, it was like, hey, you know, maybe it's just a fresh set of legs and a fresh look. And you know, the defense had been been stopping Jalen and just wanted to see if he can get a drive going. And you know, sure enough, he did, and plus more. So so now 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 when do you start getting ready to to pack your bags and move down to Florida? Well, we set the date. My wife and I set the date. Uh, January twenty eighth is when we're going to go down there. So we got a little over two weeks to go down there and kind of get into the routine. So and pitchers and catchers um, report when? Fourteenth. Uh, okay. I get warmer just thinking Val- about wait, spring Va- training. Valentine's Day is when they said pitchers and catchers to Nothing report? Nothing says yeah. romance like pitchers and catchers <laughs> yeah. reporting. I know. It's kind of a debacle. Everybody who's married is kind of like exhausted after the first day. They're like, all right, we're coming. i got to take my wife out to dinner. So like, Y'all better celebrate the night before or something like that a couple days before. F- first day with a new yeah. manager and you get to spend Valentine's Day with them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a romantic moment. Yeah, right. That that'll build a relationship. That's for sure. So, Adam, we really we really want to thank you for coming on, and we're glad it worked out for you. Um, and and uh, Jason's actually going to play you out to some music. And we'd love to have you come back on as the season gets started again. We we enjoy talking to you. Good luck, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Take care. Adam. All right, so we got the fight song for Adam. You have a great one. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Jeff, Adam's an excited man. What a cool experience to be able to take his father to the game. I love stories yeah, like I, that. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. I know how excited you are to start that experience with, with your son. And, and, you know, I've talked to you, you know, countless times about how much fun I have taking my son to the game and I hope he returns a favor someday. No, nah, he doesn't care. Um, no, <laughs> I just how, want him to. I just want him to pay how, someday. How cool is that? That like athletes are no different than us. Yeah, because because didn't when he said he was going to try to go, I figured he was going to try to go with some of his teammates or his buddies or something. And then when I, when I heard him say that he was with his, what I thought I heard him say was with he, he was with his dad, and I'm going, how cool is that? You know that he's getting those tickets. He's so excited about it, and and the person that he decides to bring. Is his dad? It's what sports is about. Yeah, love it. Let's uh, let's take a break when we come back. Talk Sixers over in London. Talk little Golden Knights getting uh, their name question. Stick with us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at one. 1- 888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. 
When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. Jeff, did you watch the Sixers in London? So I had to watch the replay because it wasn't on nationally. They didn't have it on in South Carolina for you? No. Mm-mm. We'll have to get got, you to travel got replays of, uh, I don't know what it was. Would you travel to see sports games? Like the Eagles are going to play yeah. in London next year against Jacksonville. I actually would consider going to that. I, I think we should have a hard sports road trip. Okay. I don't know if my wife's cool with that, but... Yeah, we'll see. She may, she may want to go with you and leave me at home with our son. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, I'll that's go. fine. She yeah. likes it over there, uh-huh. so she may want to go with you. Yeah, London London is a, is a great city. I don't know. Did Embiid actually make it to the game? Because I heard some of the Celtics went to Arsenal, Chelsea. He didn't play before. very well. He did not have one of his uh, most dominant. Uh, I, games I, I realize that. I, I didn't know if he went to the game. I know some of the Celtics actually were talking about having gone to the game. How did the Sixers blow <clears throat> another twenty plus point lead? You just answered your own question. It was just another one. It's becoming routine. This team does not have the depth to be able to hold a lead. Why are we such downers on them right now? Because like we because, want them to be good. We want to root for them. And then you like they're nineteen and twenty. I don't know what I expected because I didn't expect like remember, I we talked about this. It. See, you had higher expectations yeah. than I did. The, like they, what Dennis Creed said, they are what we thought they were. They're a young team with like talent and holes. Yeah. And they're 19 and 20. Right. And they're on pace for 40 something wins, which is a big improvement over recent years. Yeah, but they should be on pace for 50 wins based on the way that they play the first two and a half quarters. And that's the problem. And the other problem is like But until you learn to play the other one and a half quarters, no. you're never going to reach that. But mark. but let's face it, as much as I say, you know, as I try to tell you I talk you down from the ledge, and then there are times I say, you know, you just enjoy it. Seriously, we should the, bring a couch in here. The, <laughs> <laughs> Brett, work that out for next week. <laughs> so, but the but the problem is, is in the off season, people got too high for the right reasons. Is the Sixers moved up to the number one pick in the draft? Simmons was coming back, and Bede was going to be healthy. This was going to be it. So you got Fultz. He played well in the one and a half games that he played in the summer league, and then he twisted his ankle or whatever it was, and then all of a sudden the imaginary elbow or shoulder went bad. And and You're so down on Fultz right now. Well, yeah, I mean we'll we'll get to that in, in a minute, but that's part of the problem is, is as I've said in the past that that the puzzle doesn't have all the pieces, and if the pieces of the puzzle aren't all on the court at the same time, they don't learn to play together, which was why would they have so, so many turnovers? Philosophical of you. No, it's 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 that's basketball is playing together. I mean, don't you ever wonder every time they do a no look alley oop how that happens? It happens because they've been you play so much together, you know what the other guys are going to do. They don't have that, and and so they, and they don't have two full rotations worth of players because they're constantly in and out. Now Embiid's been in for the last week and a half. That's a big deal in in, in for this team. They can't get him to stay longer than that. Simmons played really well. Uh, Saric, I think, played really well. Saric has but, been your gritty junkyard dog type. But the whole player. pregame, uh, I'm looking at Twitter feeds of of some of the guys that are over there, and they're all s- shooting out video of Mark of Markel Fultz in the background 
shooting like a, an 11 year old who's in between the two handed shot and finally getting the ball over his head. And you're sitting what there going. What a description. It's it's true. It, it, I mean, it it that's as somebody who's coached basketball, that that's what it's like. Is the shot that he he was supposed to have this sweet, smooth outside shot. He's had it for his whole life, and then all of a sudden he got to the NBA and he had this issue with his shoulder, whatever it was, and now he's shooting in a place that unless he's got five feet in front of him with no defender, it's just going to get shoved back in his face because he's shooting from his his chin. He's not shooting above his head. Tatum looks good for Boston, right? Do you well, find the whole team of the Boston is the good. best team in the East. Do you find it all the ironic Raptors that, are that after all that was said about Lonzo Ball's shot going into the draft, that it's Fultz who seems to really have the question marks? Around I, his I shot saw now. something. I read it to you before we started the show. Is that they said the most entertaining part of the All Star game would be if they brought Lonzo Ball and Fultz there and had a shooting contest. Horse. And it, it would take forever though. <laughs> And, and and that I think that's why people are so down is because they wanted to be excited and they wanted to just start from the jump. And once again, we're at that place where uh, there's this lost season again. It's almost like they would have been better off drafting lower, maybe taking Malik Monk, who hasn't played well where he is, but maybe would or DeAndre Fox or the somebody like that. The way the Lakers that. are playing, who knows what's going to happen with that pick. Can you imagine if they end up with like the two through five and the Sixers have to ship it to Boston? What the yeah. fan reaction is going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's th- this might have Danny. You know, Danny Ainge got ripped up in Boston, and he might have gotten the better of this trade. Now you never know because Fultz hasn't stepped on a court for a game yet. It looks like he but, may be stepping on the court soon. From yeah, what well, they're saying the the problem is he plays Monday for Martin Luther King Day in the early the matinee game against Toronto. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't. Do I think read, he plays? No, I don't. Read, read I don't. Us. You think they're going to have him come in in Not his first home. game? No, and, I think they're going to play a road game. Or they're going to do it nationally? No. So I, I wouldn't. We were in studio before the show, and you saw a story from a reporter with Not Yahoo News, yeah. Yahoo Sports, talking about Fultz's shot. Why don't you read the paragraph that has you so disturbed and confused? Well, and the, the conclusion, <laughs> the the first part was it may be time to put out an APB out for. Is addled missing shooting motion like you would for an elderly grandparent who accidentally <laughs> wandered out of an assisted living facility. So they're basically description. They're basically saying there should be a silver alert out out <laughs> for Markel Fultz's shot. Keep going. And, and then you get to the bottom and the conclusion paragraph reads by the way, this is by DJ Dunson, who's a really good writer for Yahoo Sports. And it said the worry meter in Philly should officially be upgraded to include a siren. Fultz's short-term potential to play off-ball alongside Ben Simmons is severely compromised if he's shooting gutter ball. If he's shooting gutter balls, Fultz's strength was his outside shooting, an area Philly is lacking. Long-term, his NBA existence is in doubt. Fultz's basketball amnesia is one of the most puzzling episodes in recent league history. That's kind of tough. That's scary. That's, that's not from the most a, inspiring that's from, article. Out that's there. A, that's from a guy who knows basketball. And and he's are you saying I don't know basketball? Is that the implication? Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Write an article and then 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 I'll read yours. Look, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Fultz when he comes back to prove a lot of people wrong because either the way this was handled or the way that he's performed, it's become a thing now. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to be tough enough to overcome a lot of those challenges and that criticism. 
This is this is this is a worrisome time for for Sixers basketball. All right, I've had enough worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need your legal advice. Please help me. Oh, here he goes. Yeah. All right, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> if, I asked you at the time when they came up with this silly name. Yeah. Whether somebody's going to challenge it, because somebody did. No, no, somebody did challenge it back then. So, so here's what here's what you normally do. So, if, if you're coming up with a new product or a, a new company name or something or a team like they did, what you do is you do a search. You do a trademark search, and then like you rep- Google. No, you do something more detailed than that. You telling me they didn't Google? But but Google would have worked, by the way, because there's a whole boatload of things that are of sports teams that have Golden Knights in. Does them. the Google not work so, in Vegas? I, I get, apparently not. Be, well, they probably shut off the internet so people gamble more. But, but they they already had what was it? The College of Saint Rose first. They're the first one to oppose it. So what you do, just so you know, people have said they, they got sued. They didn't get sued. What? People, me. I no, mistakenly no. <laughs> said it off the air. Go ahead. I'll own it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I so was, I was just making it people. Go but, ahead. But you can say. Yes, Jason said. <laughs> mistakenly. So, yeah. So they. what happens is when you file your trademark application, you don't get automatically approved for a trademark. It goes through a process. There's There's somebody there to look into it. And there's a period of time where you can oppose that, challenge it. Are we and in that period of time? So, so yes. Yeah. So what happened was the College of St. Rose, I think is what they were called, were the first ones that they issue a challenge. And now the Department of Army, the U.S. military is saying, hey, by the way, we think this is too close. Now people will say, wait a second, aren't they the Black Knights? But they actually their parachute have team their parachute the team is called the Golden Knights. That was the name I thought of when... Like that was what initially came to my mind when I heard the Vegas team name. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't the Army parachuters the same thing? And how can they do that? Right, and they have an. I mean, it's it's a gladiator helmet, but it's still a military but, style helmet. But here's the interesting part of this: is in their opposition, the Army lists a November interview with Golden Knights owner Bill Foley, who's a West Point graduate. So he's going to have a hard time saying he didn't know about this. When he referenced Army as inspiration for the name and explained that the franchise opted not to use Black Knights because there is already a Blackhawks in the league. So he he thought Black Knights wouldn't work because of Blackhawks, but he thought it was okay to go... So he's gold. aware of some trademark law, but not other trademark it, law? It, it, the explanation makes no sense, and, and they pushed back. Vegas Golden Knights issued a statement pushing back, back pretty, pretty hard, hard yeah. which I was surprised at. They basically told the Army to go pound sand. Yeah, and, and to me, that's that's not a wise move. And, and and I think that they actually, I think they have, the Army has a stronger argument. Can we litigate this on the show? Let both sides come on and kind of argue their points? Well, like people's court? Yeah, judge For trademarks? Jeff. Sure. I'll get a gavel sound. If you, if you can get Bill Foley and whoever is the highest general in the army, feel free and we can litigate it. So do, who has a chance here? Like, who's right? The question is, there are different challenges that you can make to a trademark. The the ones that they're making as their primary are dilution, saying that their their brand is going to be diluted by you by other sports So people teams. won't know the parachuters no. because there's a hockey team, is their argument. That's part of their argument. Okay, but the, the other thing is false suggestion of co- of connection. And English, then, please. Yeah, well, then I'll go to the third one because that's <laughs> English. The possibility of being brought into disrepute. So the military has a reputation 
Okay. So they're saying that like if the so, Vegas team sucks, that their name could no, be no, no, no. Out. It's not because they suck, <laughs> but but what what happens if they turn out to be the foot the hockey version of the '80s Raiders? You know, where where all these guys are going out drinking and stuff like that, or constantly getting in fights, and they don't want to be happens associated. What happens if Vegas with stays them? in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> well, then nobody will know, I guess. It's, right? Look, there's no chance for anything <laughs> to go wrong here. Come on. So, so I think they actually have the better challenge than St. Rose do does. But, but what I, I've yet to figure out is what the stubbornness was of this ownership group to start out with something that's going to be challenged. Why would you just not pick a name that is not going to raise these issues? Can I be that's, cynical? And it was a, it's not even that good can a I, name. Can I be cynical? What? Because when they change the name, now everybody has to buy your gear again, so no. you get to sell twice the merchandise. No, I don't. I don't think that's why they're doing it. I, I don't believe. That, I don't believe it either. But I just wanted to be cynical. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of all the names you're going to pick, why pick Golden Knights? And Vegas has been having a good season. They're one of the top teams. Yeah, but in the why West, wouldn't you pick something that has more to do with Vegas than a night? What I does a night have to do with Vegas? I don't know. Why don't you call them? Ask. Okay, let's let's see if we can reach out to somebody. Brett, can you get a hold of them next week? See what you can okay. do. Yeah, don't don't do. bring up the part where I say they shouldn't have picked the name in the first place. Now but I'm telling them. Yeah, yeah, leave that out of the ask. <laughs> that that won't help us. Okay. All right, Jeff. Last minute. Uh, so I'm picking Eagles twenty three twenty. You're going Falcons. What's mm-hmm. your score? Twenty seven seventeen. What's the reaction in the city next week to what happens in this game if they lose twenty seven seventeen? Is everybody think it's a failure? Because I've enjoyed the yes. ride of this yeah. team. No, I think people do. I and find, I think at the beginning of the season, you would have considered it a success. But if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, the team's 13-3 and three in a home game in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'd have told you you're crazy. 13-3, and three, you got to win a playoff game. You do. At home. You do, and we will Against see. Against a dome team. We will see whether they are able to do that. Kickoff tomorrow what, afternoon. One other quick thing, though, before we go, because we're not going to be on on Monday, is that, is that people, you know, it's Martin Luther King Day, and with everything that's going on around... Go do a little uh, service. Go do a little service and, and do something for your community. Do something in the community. Yeah. Watch the Sixers. Everybody have a great week. Go Eagles. Have a great week. Bring, be back next week on The Heart of Sports as we take you into the weekend. Bye-bye.